Hey, y'all. I'm Erin Haynes, the host of The Amendment, a brand new weekly podcast on gender, politics, and power, brought to you by the 19th News and Wonder Media Network. You've probably heard the news that this election year, our democracy is at stake. On The Amendment, I'm breaking down what that actually means, specifically for the marginalized folks who depend on our democracy the most. This is a show that dives past the headlines and gets clear on the unfinished work of our democracy. Listen to The Amendment now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this week's episode of For Future Reference. I'm Ambar Calvillo-Rivera. And I'm Tori Taylor. This podcast is all about creating a space to have real, candid conversations about the role that people play in our lives, especially the ones who lift us up in professional and personal ways and how they make up the support structures in our lives. It's advice and food for thought that you can use now or just keep around for future reference. Today, this topic is something that I have thought about a lot over the years on bar. The age-old question, what do we do when we outgrow our mentors or when we realize a relationship mm-hmm. might not be the right fit for us at this time in our life? I think this is a tough topic for a lot of folks, and this has definitely been difficult for me to reconcile over the years. And this season, we've talked so much about building relationships and networking and figuring out the right support structures and things that you need at the right times. And maybe we should spend a little time talking about the exit points and what we do when we realize a relationship might not be a fit for us anymore. We tend to understand when there's like a natural end point in other types of relationships in our lives, so maybe Mm -hmm. friendships or romantic relationships. But the thing is, the dynamic of a mentorship is a little bit different than other types of everyday relationships. And sometimes we treat that differently Mm -hmm. and we don't want to give it an end point. Um, And so if they grow to be a friendship, I think that's wonderful, but they should have a very specific purpose in theory in helping you grow in very specific aspects of your career and your personal life. And I think there are or will be points when that relationship is no longer doing that for you. And there's a whole lot of reasons for that. You know, when I think about this subject, I reflect back on when I first got involved in politics in the South. And, you know, as a young woman uh, getting involved in a pretty male-dominated field, I actually had a lot of older male mentors when I first got started. And the older that I've gotten and the more experiences that I've had and the more people that I've, I've come to meet, the more I've looked back on some of those relationships and those early mentors and you know, really reflected on, you know, some of those, some of those folks were problematic or they had characteristics that I reflect on now weren't great in terms of mentorship or professional development. But at the time, I really didn't have anything else to compare it to. And it wasn't until I started my first few real jobs, had my horizons opened, my networks expanded that I realized what else was possible when it came to mentorship and the diversity of thought and perspective and mentorship styles that honestly fulfilled me in ways that I didn't even know was possible when I was first starting out. And, you know, looking back at, you know, those first few years starting out in the South in politics and in such a male dominated space, sometimes it's kind of tough for me to reconcile, you know, what type of role I look back on some of those men mentors that 
you know, I look back on as problematic now, but at the same time, they have played an important role in my life and, and they were an important part of some of my professional development. And I don't know that I necessarily regret having some of those folks as mentors, but I definitely think about those interactions a lot different and it's a weird mm-hmm. feeling, you know? And I think that's a healthy part of growing as a person and realizing, as we've talked a lot about in different ways on this pod, is what you need and when, because it looks so different at different points in your life. And Mm -hmm. thinking back at that time and realizing, you know, what those relationships brought you back then and realizing, you know, now maybe what you needed was different. I will also say that when thinking about whether the there's an expiration date coming uh, with the current mentor is that they're learning as much as we are. And so if you see a path where you actually do want to stay in this mentorship relationship and you think you can develop a different type of mentor in this person for the things that you need now, then I do think it's possible to consider uh, basically a boost uh, for the relationship in some way. And I think that there's different ways that you can help your mentor adapt and even guide them on what you need. I think one of the ways Mm, I've done this very specifically is being able to not provide direction, but see if they can pivot where they're the the toolbox they're pulling from the resources that they're pulling from in guiding me so that I can show them I've stretched enough in this area already and here are actually the skills that I need now or what I'm interested in and almost inviting them and some at some point to bring in other people to mentor me as well Mm. and so I think that you know, if you, your point was really different because you, you found a different network and you found different mentors and that was okay. And, and, you know, you moved on and you got different types of perspectives that you needed. We don't always have to wrap it up with one mentor. If you feel like you can, you know, give them guidance to help you in a different way. I think that's really important. And I guess just the last thing I would say about this, as we think about it and and talk about mentor relationships is that, no one should stay in a relationship out of guilt um, or because they feel obligated because mm. that person has uh, given so much advice and time to you. Um, honor it and respect it. Um, but you you should move on to a mentorship relationship that serves you because that's in nature in, and in theory how they're structured. And I think we get into it a little bit more today with our with our interview. Another good advi- advice that I have gotten through the years has been look up to your heroes, but don't make them your ceiling, which always struck me um, that, you know, it's, it's so important to remember that the folks that we look up to and the mentors that we have, one, are human. And like you said, they're learning along with us. And two, they can provide a path and a vision, but sometimes our paths may diverge or our paths may go further than our mentors or our heroes. And there's a lot of feelings that come along with that, um, but they're okay and they're natural. And, you know, we all have different paths. And so it's just a really interesting topic, but honestly enough about us, (laughs) as interesting as I think we are, (laughs) let's get into our fantastic guest who I just learned so much from during this conversation. Tell us a little bit about her. 
Yeah. So today we're talking with Ashley Allison. She's a person I'm very lucky to have learned a lot from, and I'm thrilled that she's on the show. Ashley Allison is currently the executive vice president of campaigns and programs at the Leadership Conference Education Fund. And she has spent really over a decade working on outreach and community organizing. And she's had really amazing jobs like leadership roles at the White House Office of Public Engagement. And she was a high school special education teacher in Brooklyn and she's a phenomenal yogi. She's a yoga instructor. So she does it all. She's phenomenal. And we get into it with her on the feelings and uh, all the things that come up when you think about um, potentially moving on or outgrowing a mentor. Welcome, Ashley Allison. Thank you so much for making time to be on the show. We really appreciate you and can't wait to dive in. Thanks for having me. So I consider you one of my mentors, Ashley Allison, and we used to work together um, quite a few years ago, and it's kind of when I started my career in D.C. And recently, um, probably it was like probably a couple weeks ago, I saw you do a post where you had run into one of your former teachers, like from a long time ago, and you were talking oh, yeah. about how like you know this person was such an important role in your life and it was really neat to see that and it also then reminded me that you also were a teacher mm -hmm. I was just thinking about this like place that you're in now um and and the roles that you've had and so I'm really interested and curious of you know knowing that you've had such a diverse path and set of experiences that that must also come with a range of mentors. Yeah. And so at every point that you changed career paths, did you have mentors that maybe didn't serve in that role for you anymore? Yeah, I mean, well, that's really sweet for you to say that um, I'm your mentor. I think definitely think like we mentor each other at this point mm -hmm. in friendship and professionally. Yeah, I mean, I've done a bunch of different stuff from college to being a teacher to being a journalist to, uh, no, I never practiced, but studying law to being in politics and now working in the nonprofit space and in government and sometimes. And because the job was somewhat different, I had to find people that had different levels of expertise to help me guide myself. But there also has been a consistency because regardless of where you work in some places, you still need to show up with dignity, respect, mm -hmm. compassion, morals. And so some of those mentors have been consistent. But for sure, I mean, I'm thinking about the people who were my mentors in law school. Um, I haven't spoken to them since maybe the year after I graduated. Not for mm -hmm. any other reason than I don't live in Brooklyn anymore. I'm not a law student right. anymore. <laughs> um, I took a different path. But if I saw them today, I would let them know and have a conversation kind of like we hadn't skipped a beat. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the reasons we're having this conversation today is we all seek out mentors to evolve and grow as people, as professionals. And sometimes, as you mentioned, outgrowing your mentor can be a natural part of our professional development and personal development process. But it's not always easy. You yeah. know, the, the folks that you needed when you're 20 are not maybe the folks that you need when you're 30 and so on. And what kind of advice would you have for someone who is feeling that shift in a relationship with a mentor and advice on how to navigate that? Mm. Yeah, I think things happen for seasons, reasons, or lifetimes. Mm. And so... Love that. Love that. <laughs> Put that on a bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and so perhaps your mentor is for a season. And the one I was speaking of a law school or when I was a teacher and that mentor really is serving you. And then maybe there is a reason, right? Like I mentor mentorship doesn't have to be a lifetime relationship. You know, it comes and it goes and your mentors are also really busy. So it's not like they want to have to have check-ins with you every single day about your professional career. (laughs) I do think people come into your life at different reasons. And then there will be some that sustain the test of time, even if the relationship doesn't always look the same throughout your life. So there Mm. might be times when you're really, you're surging on the relationship. You're constantly, maybe you're looking for a job and you're like, can you review my resume? How should I approach this interview? And then you get the job and you like get settled and then you don't might need, might not need to talk to them again to the next job search, which hopefully is not for a while. And I don't know if it's necessarily like outgrowing, but maybe it's just a shift Mm -hmm. of what you need in your life that you should always honor and respect the time that they have invested in you. And so just Mm. because the relationship has shifted doesn't mean that they don't have value for someone else at that Mm. point. Mm -hmm. I really love that. How, how does it look to continue to value what that person provided if you're not in an active mentoring relationship with that person? I think you talk about the value that people always are like, how'd you get to do this job? And I'm like, well, there was this person and that person and this person right, and that person. Right, right. The woman you referenced that I um, posted on Twitter for, she wasn't my teacher. She just was this woman that I used to see once a year at this conference for Delta, the sorority I'm in. Right, right. You've actually come to this conference yeah. with me one time when we Sometimes. were presenting. <laughs> and she just had a great energy about her. She was a lawyer. She was a judge. She was a dark strong black woman that just was like bad right and she just was kind to me and would talk to me and pour into me one time a year Mm. and then however many years later I see her and it's like oh my goodness right and I probably won't see her again we didn't exchange cell phone numbers I told her how much she meant to me um and so when you first thanking them for the immediate time just because they're not serving you now doesn't mean, or in the present, you doesn't mean you can't reach out to them sometime and be like, you know, things are really going well for me. Um, thank you so much for all the guidance you gave me during those years when I really needed it. And then also just like telling these stories, you know, like you can call them by name or you can just speak truth to what they did for you in your life. Mm-hmm. And also like, I, I want to pull back to something you mentioned at the beginning, which is that you, you think of someone mentoring you just in like their expertise that they have in a role or in their background or their, you know, if you were to look at their CV, but you said there are other things that you need to continue to expand and learn on, which is like humility and mm-hmm. dignity and all of these other things that are like a muscle, right? Yeah. You mm-hmm. need to continue to train it and, and be better and that those folks, ha- you know, can often probably do because there were people in your life that you cared about that um, you can kind of think of other ways uh, to tap into them as human, yeah, right? Um, all right, so what if there's someone listening right now that is struggling to figure out if the relationship that they're in, and, and specifically in the context of a mentoring or someone that's coaching them, they're, shru- they're struggling to figure out if it's time to just move it into like a friendship, mm-hmm. just a friendship and not one of learning. What are some of the signals that you think folks should look out for or kind of reflect on to see if they see those or have those as, as someone's trying to figure out if it's, it's something they should continue, continue with? Well, first I would ask the question that if they're not 
pouring into you as a mentor, will they pour into you as a friend? Mm. Because mm. I seek just as much advice from my friends that I do my mentors, and mm-hmm. probably more regularly because I see my friends more regularly. Yeah. The, sig- the signals that the mentee should be giving the mentor. Or that they should be looking out for. Like, if they're like, I'm not sure if this is the right fit still. I think when you start saying that. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the, the signal. <laughs> you know? And then you, if you're like, mm, that's not really, not, that's not feeding my soul right now. Step back. Why? Right? Is it because it's the advice that will push you past your learning edge? Or is it the advice that is, like, just not helping, helpful? And you just don't agree with. And like everyone's not perfect all the time. So maybe you go and have a session with them and they give you some advice and you're like, that's off for me right now. I wouldn't cut somebody off in that moment, right? I would have a couple more interactions. And then if you're just like, mm, I'm not sure, you know, the, the type of questions, maybe you start to shift. Mm-hmm. But if you, you have to trust your gut, right? You have to let people be around you that you feel like are for you and you are for them and if that is not there's no alignment there then you might need to shift the nature of the relationship Mm. on the flip side you know thinking about the the mentees that you currently have I know that I've had former interns and former staff that just like wow this person is such a badass they're gonna make more money than me in like five years they're gonna be president one day I'm gonna thank them for hiring me for a job Mm -hmm. And so, you know, thinking about that flip side, have you had mentees where you've seen that outgrowing play out from your side? And how, how, what, what's your experience has been with that? One is interviewing me right now, you know? Oh, <laughs> happening live. I mean, I think, I think we, I, I meant when I said, I think we both mentor each other. Mm-hmm. Perhaps it might have been a different percentage of like 60, 40 when we first mm-hmm. met. But the evolution of it became then a friendship. One thing that I have done is, like, I am really busy, right? So oftentimes when my mentees need advice from me, they have to seek me out. And if they don't seek me out, then I'm not necessarily checking up on them regularly. If a mentee stops reaching out to me, that's fine. But if I see an opportunity that's really great for them, I always I used to forward on bar stuff all the time like hey she didn't really stop reaching out to me but but that was because we became friends but like hey here's this job hey did you see this make sure you go to that part of being a mentor is also being the person that can be beyond yourself right and Mm -hmm. you can like still offer guidance even if people don't take it I want to know if you can describe a time where you had someone not Fill, fill your spirit or your soul anymore in that way and like what that felt like like what was that experience and like how did you end up navigating it to to place that and I, I, I just get these things get emotional for me like yeah. I'm just like an emotional creature and like <laughs> you know I, so so it could be like heavy sometimes and like I kind of like go back and forth on making a decision and so um yeah do you have a time where that happened to you and like what did it look like and feel like yeah, and I think there was a couple stages of it. There was great denial because it was like a grieving process. Mm. It was like, no, they really are. They really are. I really do need to be in their presence. And then there was um, some anger because the mentorship, I think, and this has happened only once or twice in my whole life, but the mentorship also didn't, the intent seemed a little flawed. So it wasn't just like they were off. It was like, you actually don't want the best for me. 
I have outgrown you at this point and that's a problem for you. And so you are not intentionally, you're intentionally not investing in me in a helpful way. And so then that is super hurtful, right? But that's about them. That's not about me. And so, you know, you think about it and you're like, do you want to push through? Do you want to have a conversation about it? And my, at the end of the day, I just decided that I was just going to walk away and that when we interacted with each other, it would be in a peripheral way um, and that I had to put the barrier up. It wouldn't have served me to make this big ordeal about like breaking up. It's not my boyfriend, right? Like I don't need to break up. with <laughs> Like You don't live with me, you know, we don't have kids together or anything like that. So it was just kind of like, just, just take a step back. And it hurt. It was, it was painful, but ultimately looking back and even just observing where I, it was the be- one of the best decisions I probably could have made. It's such a, it's such a powerful way to think about it because there's so many different versions that this outgrowing and evolution can happen within. They can become your friend, which mm-hmm. is a wonderful thing. It can also be something that's painful and like a grieving process. And, you know, I'm sure that looks different for everybody and people who are filling these roles. But, you know, what I'm taking away here is that you know, people have a role to play yeah. in your life and that role can change and the evolution of that role can also be different based on who those people are and being honest and just ready to process and actualize that is is kind of a tough thing, but I, I like how you just acknowledge that. And giving yourself permission to do it, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Because I think at least from, from my end, I used to, like I just never wanted to come off as ungrateful yeah, or, you sure. know, and so... When I think of what might be a reason someone doesn't want to let go of a relationship or, or call, you know, not call that person their mentor anymore, it's like prob- they're probably also like scared right, mm-hmm. to do that or like um, what, what might that look like. So there's just like a lot of that that you have to give yourself permission to just like let yeah. go of. And, you know, they, as they say, like when you make room for something, you know, whatever comes next is going to fill it in a different way. And so giving yourself the permission to do that, I think is important. One, I would say for, as a mentor, you should actually be okay with the person outgrowing you Mm -hmm. because, and again, I'm outgrowing doesn't mean that they have become more successful than you, but just that you have pushed them as far as you go. When you're in school, like as a first grade teacher, you don't want to keep having the same student every year right. for first grade, right? Like you want them to go <laughs> oh, to the next teacher. That's a really good example. You know what I mean? That's like, that's what are, You've what are, done your job. Job, right. <laughs> job done. Well done. <laughs> um, and not just like stuck in the spin cycle. But also just because somebody is not your active mentor doesn't mean you can't address them as your mentor because they did serve that role. Like I still call my first grade teacher my teacher, right? Right, Like she was a teacher of mine. Mm -hmm. I don't need anything from her from first grade, right? Like I got those basics. So I think there's a a gracious way you could also um, shift the relationship to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you were going to have a drink or coffee or lunch or take a walk in the park with your mentor next week, what's something that you would be bringing to that conversation? Up to this point in my career, um, a lot of the advice I have sought has been them telling me what I should do. And I am shifting to asking them more questions about how they made certain decisions versus them giving me advice. Mm. So I don't, I don't really like what counsel did you get to know that this was the right decision? And oh. so it's more interviewing them. So like, oh, if you, um, when you left X place to go to Watt to move to this city, 
what was happening that made you know that was the right move? What risk were you taking? Mm. What stability did you have to try and just get a better understanding of their path versus mm -hmm. them just trying to guide my path? And then using those, you know, inflection points to help me kind of figure out what I want. Mentors come in all shapes, sizes, walks of life. We often think that they are the people that have the highest rank and title, and they usually are the people who don't, mm. that can serve um, you and your leadership. So don't be afraid if you see someone that you like the way they move in the world to just go up to them and say, hey, can I have a conversation? You don't have to say, like, can you be my mentor? And we meet once a week and da, da, da. just like have a conversation. <laughs> Just because that's Tori's approach. When I was 20, to be clear, I didn't know how to do this, so I just emailed everyone. That's fine, too. But you can also say, like, yeah, hey, yeah. do you have time for coffee? Yeah. And okay. see where it goes. Your, your way is better. Mine didn't yeah. work. <laughs> they said no. I think we're really fortunate that we got to have some time to connect with Ashley and get her real talk on the journey of bringing a relationship to a close and what that looks like and even feels like. What are you taking with you, Tori? I specifically appreciated what she referenced when it comes to trust in your gut. For example, if you are asking yourself if a person is right for you at this place and time in your life, simply asking that question and gut checking that, it honestly might be a flag and maybe you should just trust your gut. I also loved when she talked about, in that sense, being able to honor people by speaking their name and giving them credit in different ways when it comes up is that, you know, it doesn't always have to be so final is that if a mentor has played a big role in your life, you can still honor them later. And I thought that was really special and really important. And next week, uh, as we come, or before we wrap up, uh, we want to let you all know that our season finale is actually next week, uh, next week's episode. We're coming to a really strong close, though, on a really inspiring note as we dig into what it looks like to pay it forward. Oh, I can't believe that we're already at the season finale. I know. Uh, well, thank you to everyone listening today and for listening for, for this season. If you have been listening and if you've enjoyed it, we would love for you to take a minute and rate the show, showing it some love on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast goes a long way. Rating it five stars, subscribing, telling your friends to subscribe. It goes a long way. It really matters. And we really appreciate it. Yes. And we hope that this helps for now or for future reference. Talk, Talk to, to you next week. For Future Reference is a Wonder Media Network original show. We are excited to tell you about a fantastic podcast we think you'll love. It's called Savvy Psychologist, and it's hosted by another badass woman, clinical psychologist, Dr. Jade Wu. Every week, she shares evidence-based research to help you get through life's challenges. She covers topics like how to say no without feeling guilty, what you can do to help a friend with anxiety, and how you can get better quality sleep all things that I feel like I need. <laughs> With a sympathetic ear and zero judgment, she'll help you thrive in every area of your life. The weekly episodes are short and sweet and full of practical advice to help you be happier, healthier, and most importantly, yourself. Just search for Savvy Psychologist wherever you get your podcasts.